Hello, Bachelor Nation. Welcome to Pillow Talk from the Fantasy Suite. This isn't the kind of pillow talk you may be thinking of. This is Fantasy Suite Pillow Talk, where we dish dirt and discuss all things Bachelor. We're your hosts, Mark and Renee, just two friends who like to chat weekly about the happenings on Bachelor Franchise TV. So go ahead and eavesdrop in on our conversation. You know something, Renee? I am very jealous of our bachelor, Matt James. Okay. Uh, is it because he's just like swimming in young co-eds or is there another reason? See, that's the thing. That's the obvious answer you would go to, but that's not why. Why I am very envious of Matt is that he gets to wake up in the morning go running on a beautiful golf course all by himself, hit a class on the Peloton bike, and then take a leisurely outdoor shower, all with no work emails to reply to, no meetings to log on and Zoom at, no wife to nag him, no kids to get in his way. It is the perfect bachelor lifestyle. And if I were him, I would tell Chris Harrison when he's down to his final two, you know, Chris, I'm having a really hard time making a decision on this. Could I have an extra week here at the resort? Because uh, I just need to get my mind straight because this lifestyle is too good to give up. It is amazing. And that's how this episode starts is a day in the life of Matt James as the lead living his best life at the luxurious resort. So, what did you think of that intro? I mean, you know, it's it's all very easy to want what you don't have. So the same way that you are envious of Matt's, you know, uh, leisurely lifestyle that he's leading right now, he is equally, obviously, or he wouldn't be on this quote-unquote journey, he's obviously equally as envious of your domestic life that you lead with a wonderful wife to share it with and beautiful children and you know all the trappings of of uh the the white picket fence lifestyle the the american dream of two and a half kids and a two-car garage and the the tranquility of the american home family home right i get it little does he know what he's looking to to achieve although Uh, look hey if he plays his cards right and he picks one of these crazy ass women that are that are clearly unhinged he could be right back where he is right now in just a few <laughs> short years. So, hey, maybe the grass is greener on the other side. He'll be back there just, you know, half his wealth gone. So That's right. There, That's there's right. that. No risk, no reward, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. We're starting to get some of our normal cliches for the season, right? Uh, Sarah said, she's the first one to say, what a beautiful place to fall in love, which is mm-hmm. normal every year we get that. Uh, they have deemed the resort to be the Mato, as a, the Chateau, so yeah. cute little play on words. But now that we're through with that opening night, you know, late as fuck, i.e. early in the morning rose ceremony, I think the producers gave them a full calendar day to get settled in, get a shower, get some sleep, get the makeup back on, even though they're implying that it was like the day after. But Chris Harrison shows up. And ladies are all kind of huddled together, and he announces we've got three dates this week. 
we have got one group date and two one-on-ones. And because there are so many women this season, a record number, uh, not everybody will get to go on a date. And I didn't quite figure out who didn't go on a date. I think Elena was one of them. And maybe so. Maggie, maybe. I just, yeah, I, Maggie I, was definitely one of them. I, I couldn't do the process of elimination, figure out. Okay, yeah, who, it, it's unimportant at this point. It's not, we've, got, it's not. we've got other things to focus on. There's so many things. Starting with our first one-on-one date with Bree, love is an adventure. And she's immediately pissed off because she wore her worst outfit that day. Which, really, do they have any bad outfits? I mean, I guess maybe Victoria's little purple jumpsuit was kind of bad. Well, maybe all of Victoria's outfits (laughs) are bad. We'll get to that, okay? Uh, Brie was, I felt like Brie was a close second uh, for that first impression, Rose, after Abigail. Um, He was, he was, he seemed equally, maybe not equally, but similarly enamored with Brie on night one. So it was not shocking to me that she got the first one-on-one date. I think they make a really cute couple. I think they would make beautiful babies together. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I I like Brie. I'm interested to see where things go with Brie. Yeah, so the activity of the adventure is ATV riding up in the backwoods of Pennsylvania. And so they take off on separate ATVs, but at some point get on the same ATV and go to a destination together, which you know is going to be romantic. And no sooner than they take off, editors and producers are quickly trying to frame the drama, the emerging drama with the women back at the resort. With Queen, and I think Queen is now the new Noah, where completely clueless, talking when nobody wants to hear her opinion, just, you know, just injecting herself into non-existent conversations, just she's voicing. She's worse than Noah, though. She's Let's worse go ahead than Noah. and just get worse. that out yes, there right but, now. Noah there, never even came close to this level of, like, but, yeah, just but they're, they're equally bad at reading the room. And oh, yeah. And not yeah. like, hey, by the way. Eye contact's not there. People are kind of looking down, rolling eyes to each other secretly. You got to know, like, huh, maybe my words aren't the most desired right now. Nobody really cares about what I think. And, you know, Noah should probably just, you know, mail that emotional intelligence book to her, the one that he got from Bennett. And that could just be passed from, like, season to season to the most clueless, socially awkward person of that season. That's just... You know, it'd be like the the traveling uh, with the pants of the sister, whatever that was, the yeah, yeah. sisterhood of the traveling pants. But you know yeah. what? I also I feel like as much as it is that she is incapable of reading the room and knowing when to shut up, I also feel that it is it's just as much that she does not care and is filled with so much righteous indignation that oh, she yeah. thinks that what she you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you you know those people who literally think that everyone else is wrong, and it's just them yeah. that's right. Uh, so I, I think she's got a she's got a, a bit of that handicap as well. Yeah, and she's got the everybody's out to get me, nobody's supporting me. I want to be with Matt. You guys all suck. I'm here to be a sorority. Just this whole like contrived drama that isn't even there. Yeah, and as as much as I hope that she is gone way before hometown mm-hmm. dates, oh, I yeah, also but, yeah. think it would be quite interesting to meet 
her parents and see like what kind of upbringing breeds this type of person. Totally. Uh, I think we've got at least two more weeks of her beyond this this episode. I'm sure we do. There's this producer gold right there. Fucking kill me. But second place, and this is a distant second on the annoyance meter, is Anna. Anna, who I called in the first impressions pod, thinks she's got this dazzling set of teeth that she flashes nonstop. Even after her words are complete, she still got it. Did you notice Look, that during this episode? I know. That's crazy it's eyes. It's I, I said it in the yes. beginning. That's, she's got some crazy eyes. I'm telling you. She's the one that, like, you date her and you break up with her and you wake up in the middle of the night because you feel like someone's watching you and she's standing over you, staring at you and watching you sleep. Yeah, she's no nuts. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so, flashback to the date. Like, like I mentioned before, Brie hops on Matt's ATV and he proceeds to like donut the fuck out of some mud puddle, ends up throwing them both off to the ground. It was a soft landing. Nobody got hurt. But yeah, he's well, I mean, I was I, I kind of gasped. I mean, down yeah. here in the South, you, ATV accidents are no joke. And no. ATV safety is like right up there with, you know. Uh, uh, gun safety and all the other safeties yeah. that, that you know, hunters safety and there's a lot of um, let's just say that that ATV safety is very important and so flipping one of those over I mean if that thing had landed on one of their legs oh, yeah. or ankles or yeah. you know like that's that's some serious injury uh, stuff going down so I was I was not happy to see that they were being no. so careless reckless but, you know, Yes, but at least they were okay and everything was fine and they laid in the mud and, you know, it was. It was, it was, a, mo- it was a moment <laughs> and, and Matt immediately gets up for the camera and apologizes to Bree's mom, which is the right thing to do. Yeah. The best way he could recover from that situation. But uh, they eventually get back on and go to the hangout spot, it was which cool is. cool that they were able to flip it back over. Those uh, things are indeed, heavy. Those are shit. heavy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. totally. And plus, whoever, maybe camera guy put his camera down and helped out, too. Yeah. And whatever whatever support camera guy has, because he's on a ride, too. So maybe he's got a helper. Anyway, now we get to the sexy part of the date, right? Where, where ABC cues the porn music as Matt strips off his clothes so she could see and his chiseled And Bree stands there abs. speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Counts his abs, estimates the number of abs he has. So Matt could... Chop a single piece of wood to fuel the wood-burning hot tub, which is hella tiny for two people. Very, very small. They had to get really close together. So, uh, you know. I mean, a lot of this stuff is groan-inducing, but that's not you. <laughs> and I will at least say that it is refreshing and nice to feel like we have a normal season where yeah. they have normal dates and they are – not just doing scavenger hunts around the, the the property. Right. Got some champagne, a little makeout, a little mud getting from mouth to mouth during the kissing, which is a little bit gross, <laughs> but <laughs> a little bit gross. But I'm sure they got mud in the mouth as they're riding the ATVs in the first place. Not, nice little ending to the date portion of the date. Now they flip back because Victoria, considering she can't get any of the women to join in her misery and bitching about the cast. She pulls a producer to the side and is bitching to her. And you can tell it was producer because the producer had the mask on, right? Yes. Um, definitely not one of the cast. She's just bitching and voicing her or airing her grievances, whatever, just venting to this producer. Poor producer is probably like, 
not saying anything or I'm not here to agree or disagree with you. Just keep talking, right? Um, as to not form uh, an opinion on the matter. But you can tell girl cliques are forming around the resort. Little groups of three and four women are bitching about Victoria. She's the talk right now of the resort, right? She's the instigator. Oh, yeah, yeah. The instant villain. Uh, I don't think anybody has her back. I mean, even the nice girls are like, yeah, she just, she's kind of doing this to herself. She just needs to tone it down. Right. Turn it down a little bit. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. She's she I, I say to my kid all the time, I need you to take it down a notch. And that is absolutely what Victoria needs to do. She needs to take it down a couple notches. Yeah, for reals. All right. You ready to get to the night portion of the date? Sure. All right. So we find out a little bit more about Bree's background, especially her family, in that her mom was 13 when she became pregnant with Bree, I don't think they ever talked about her mom and her biological father getting married. So I don't think they ever, there was never a divorce or anything, but it looks like her dad really wasn't around very much. So she's got a hella broken family, much like Matt's. So that resonates with him and they connect on that. And that's just some seriously hard shit to open up on, on a first date, because I think Bree mentions her mom later got engaged to somebody, but it didn't seem like she was welcome in that budding family to be. Did you get that impression? Yeah. Too? Oh, yeah. No, she talks about how, you know, her mom eventually remarries and has another child and that they are this this nuclear family and she feels like an outsider. I, I didn't catch that she felt like she wasn't necessarily welcome, just that she wasn't. Yeah, you know, a, a, like, a core part, part of, it. of it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and well, part of that, too, is I'm sure age and whatnot yeah, exactly. as well. Yeah. Who knows how old she was when this actually actually happened. Right, right. So she could, be, she could have been a teenager, for all we know, and ready to leave the nest. So who, yeah. who knows? We didn't get that specifics. But, um, but hey, it, look, anybody who's opening up about something like that, childhood trauma, things, yeah. you know, things in their life that have, have shaped them to be who they are. Like, I'm here for it. You know, you've got like some real stories and some things that you're able to talk about that kind of illustrate why you became who you are. That's great. Uh, you know, at least she's not standing there saying, I can't ride this ATV because I had a traumatic ATV experience as a child. You know, like, uh, what was her name? Annalise with the bumper Annalise. car. Yeah. Bless so, you know, at least we've got some 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 substance here and some, uh, you know, a, a meaty sort of uh, childhood trauma rather than just something completely ridiculous. What was very refreshing about this conversation to me was that both Matt and Bree spoke without the crutch word like, like this, like, like, like that, which is very yes. rare for, for for these last few seasons of mid to early 20 year olds. That seems to be their go to crutch word. It was great to hear an adult conversation about adult topics without the young people talk. Yeah, that felt natural. You Very know, nice. it, it felt it it felt organic and genuine. It did not feel like they were having to force it. Right. Because some of these young women love to use the word like and I I want to say Abigail's one of them. Well anyway. she's she's got her hearing issues and everything. I'm gonna give her a free pass. We got a hall pass on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna give her a free pass. The rest of them get your shit together. Yeah. 
Were you surprised that they're using the fireworks gag already on the very first one on one day? Yeah, that was uh they usually keep that one in the back pocket for a yeah. while. Yeah. You usually get to like Pretty final mature. six, final six, final seven before you before you start launching those bad boys. Because those aren't yeah, cheap. But, hey, maybe maybe that just means that they've got better things up their sleeve for us. Maybe that means that that <laughs> the bars they're bringing out up. the big guns, you know. Oh jeez. All right. The fireworks obviously were heard by the women in the uh, common room. Let's call it that. The common yeah, room. The common area. We get more drama, and we find out that Marilyn, Mary Lynn, I'm going to say Marilyn because it's Mary. The Mary's calling her Marilyn. Yeah, but okay. I, I, so I do believe that it is pronounced that way. It's just spelled like Mary Lynn. All right, we'll go with Marilyn. All right, so we find out that those two were slotted to be roommates, but there has been drama, some of which we, we've seen on camera, some of which apparently occurred off camera based on some later testimonials, because I went back to try to watch to see those moments that Victoria detailed out, and I couldn't find them, so... Yeah, I wasn't feeling like there was any drama. Marilyn seems like the most meek, mild, quiet, unassuming person. Yeah, there was some calling out, though. Um, Again, when Victoria was just being a bitch, just being whiny and moany and, and, you know... Justifiable calling out. Exactly. It's justifiable. And it wasn't that mean spirited, but it was like, I'm not going to let this stand by, you know. Yeah, well, pass. but it's not like she looked at her and said, hey, Victoria, shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to no, listen no, to your no, bullshit no, no. anymore. She just was like, hey, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and this, this was kind of like them. Uh, I think they're, they had their own little like natural gas fire outside on the patio by that common room and they're hanging out, having drinks and the fireworks and all that. But anyway, the end result was. Um, Victoria didn't want to room with Marilyn anymore and chooses to sleep on a couch instead. So oh, like a and, martyr. I just sleep on the couch. <laughs> like, and gets you should her, be sleeping in a doghouse. Gets her fancy blankie and, and brings it out and plops it on the couch. So clearly editing is trying to make her as villainous as possible. Um, and she's just stepping in the shit all over it and just can't help herself. Can't She's making it out. so easy for them. It's she is so easy. It it's so a layout. She is giving them golden footage all day oh, long. Very, very little editing is actually having to happen at this point. Right. Just pure just feed. Just keep the camera it. on her. We'll cut I, and paste I, it. I think they've learned that. Yeah. There. By the end of this day, they're like, we need a camera on her at all times. And I wish yeah. if they had known that earlier, we would, we would have gotten some of this one-on-one between Victoria. Probably when they were, you know, setting up their suitcases and unpacking their bags and all that. Uh, some shit went down. But... We have a group date card, and it includes Chelsea, Serena P., Abigail, Sydney, Ileana, Kristen, Lauren, Jacinia, Serena C., Kit, Kylie, Katie, MJ, Mari, Piper, Rachel, and, of course, we could not leave out Queen Victoria because everybody's holding their breath saying, please don't say Victoria. Don't say yeah. Victoria. Yeah. And she's the last name. I'm looking for the one. So that's a the, lot of people on a date. It's a lot that. of people. A lot of people. Like you're like calling out names and I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, wait, oh, nope. Still not done. People. Still more people. <laughs> yeah. So this is a recycled, very used date of the bridal photo shoot. And our boy Franco, if you say Franco, that Franco crazy motherfucker. There. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. We I kind of love him. 
from La Quinta all the way to Pennsylvania, we got Franco back. And it's her coat. It's yeah, his his wardrobe is just out in the field, just cray cray. Red tuxedos. Was that was it like? Yeah. Okay. I thought the it was like a eyeliner. Tinge of, I can't. And the purple eyeliner is crazy. It looks like an, an like Arnold Schwarzenegger and I don't know uh, a. He looks like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was getting ready to go on RuPaul's Drag Race. There you go. Let's go with that. Let's okay. go with that. All right. All right. So they got these clear umbrellas. It's raining, not cats and dogs, but it's clearly raining when they show up to figure out what's going on. And he's like, well, you have 10 minutes to go get these bridal dresses on. Get dressed. Get back out here. And they get back out. And it's fucking sunshine. Like, what? How long did that? I'm pretty sure they cut filming until like, OK, we got to wait this thing out a few hours until we get yeah, some because sun- it looked like they got, you know, normally when there's a day portion of the date and then there's going to be a night portion, the day right. portion finishes with the still the sun is still high in the sky. So they all have time to go and get dressed and whatever. And it was sunset when they finished the stay date. Yeah, so clearly I, I was not that they had very little time to get ready and or the night portion of the date started much later than yeah. what it normally would have. All right. And so we're we're all at home watching this going. All right. All right. We're going to go through some, you know, some forced makeouts, some gag items with the bridal gowns and such but we're like just get to victoria like we're all holding our breath waiting to see what is victoria going to do to make a big bang and well, but let me pause you right there because before sure. we even get to the point where we're waiting to see what what she's gonna do we're all sitting there going did you really leave your black bra on under yeah. this wedding dress that you're wearing i mean that looks that is I will say that is a personal pet peeve of mine. Your bra should not be showing ever. Oh, it was under horrible. any circumstance. I mean, it was already nasty. That is the trashiest her, her original thing. outfit. It was like smushing her boobs that made them look worse, not better. It was no, weird. She's, she needs a stylist big time. <laughs> okay. Because if you've got a face like that, you at least need to try to like dress in a way that is flattering but you're walking around with that face and you're walking around with those clothes and you're walking around with your bra hanging out and you just look like trash yeah yeah it's bad it, this day did not go well for her yeah i love the still shots too you know so she gets up in there and she's oh. you know forcing matt to kiss her she's jumping the line and trying to get her oh. picture done for the picture well, she- that has been floating around on Instagram of Matt's face with her oh, like no. sidled up next to him smiling. And he's got this look on his face like he is <laughs> having the ultimate cringe moment is oh, basically that summarizes the whole thing in a nutshell. It's bad because she couldn't. My girl, Maddie, my girl Maddie was having her pictures taken. He's behind her freaking up on that big Puerto Rican booty, probably busting wood. And she comes in. It's like, oh, is it my turn yet? Eh. That was horrible. It was, yeah, that was insulting to me. But so the, the the big gag for Victoria, the way she hoed it up, was with a garter belt and this yeah. like forced makeout, which I don't think Matt really was into. But she was gonna make sure she was gonna get some smoochy time on camera. Well, so, not just on camera, but in front of the other women. And I think that's a key thing to point out here. Oh, yeah. She's not trying to make out because she wants to make out. She's not trying to make out because she wants to be shown on TV making out. She is 
basically the equivalent of when my dog goes and lifts his leg and pisses on something. She's marking, <laughs> marking her territory. Yep. Yeah. So as you can hear, some background noise. We are uh, having our basement finished right now. So that is my awesome father-in-law doing a little bit of framing right now. So apologize for that background noise. Anyway. And hey, when, when you don't hear the hammering, you might actually hear a dog barking because my, I'm living in a neighborhood that's still being developed. So there's construction all around and, you know, the pups get get a little riled about it. So bear with us. This is We're, real life, people. Real yeah, life. Yeah, this is, this is as real as it gets. So, yeah. So moving on. Um, after that, they find out that they are going to have to have this um, Battle of the Brides type. Uh, capture the heart capture the capture yeah the capture the flag capture the heart or whatever which I, I think i feel like we've seen obstacle courses and things like that before this was cool that they put them on teams it was even cooler that it was you know it was to me it felt reminiscent of um what is it alice in wonderland you know where yes, they're dipping because, the roses yeah, dipping in the, the paint, paint like we're painting the, the rose red the yeah so that when they're painting that rose bouquet yes yeah and i also hey look anytime that you can grab a purse with a long strap dip it in some paint swing it around and smack some bitch in the face with it i am here for that yeah or throw cake at people yeah, was, I mean, this was a good one. I liked it. This is better than dodgeball with the guys and their little skimpy bikini bottoms. This is better than the normal um, obstacle course, better than, you know, how are you going to show Taisha what a morning with you would be like and cook breakfast. This was this was legit. I was here for it. Yeah, they let Franco be part of the, uh, I guess, announcement crowd because he was, was yeah. Matt, Chris Harrison and Franco. They brought in some random fat old guy as a ref, but he didn't really do much. <laughs> he didn't but if you look closely at him, I think he might have been one of the camera guys or producers. Because later in the show, I want to say it was later in the show at the rose ceremony, we see him all in black with the mask. It looks like the same guy to me. So I think at this point, the, the extras that you're getting are crew members, Franco, basically anyone who's already been quarantined to be able to right. be on site. So, yeah. that's you know nice... what? That's fine. I can live with that as long as we're getting some real dates and some real, you know, normal season happenings. That's a nice little bone to toss your your cat your crew members right that are behind the scenes normally. Just give them a chance to be on camera. Yeah, not so, like this guy looked like he really gave a shit one way or the no. other. No, I he couldn't like... believe that Franco walked out there with all that paint yes. flying around and his fancy clothes. That was pretty. Yeah. That was yeah. great. So after but yeah, some, they, they all get crazy. And they get crazy, crazy. They all just get paint all over the damn place. Matt gets paint on him sitting at the table. Yes. Red team eventually wins. Uh, got some I will tears say another Rachel. positive thing that came out of this, and I have to say this because I have said before that I was not a big fan of MJ just as far as like her hair. I, I don't, I feel like it, it dates her. It makes her look older than what she is, but for whatever reason, she has got, she's very natural. She doesn't wear a ton of makeup and they showed a good bit of her during this section of the show. And even later at the Rose ceremony. And I, I, I will retract my previous statements. She's gorgeous. Like her bone structure and her face is, like, I'll take that natural beauty over Amari type any day. Oh, 
Why you gotta throw her out there? Why can't name somebody else? Why don't you go to one of the Serena's instead? Because she's the only one who looks like she's been nipped and tucked within an inch of her life. Okay. Mm. All right. So uh, talking about your girl, Team Red wins, and Mari gets what it was like the MVP award. Right, because she was dragging that heart. Keep she was protecting the red heart from getting stolen by like three or four yellow team girls. Yeah. Like she was getting down and dirty, hugging that thing. So she secured the victory while MJ stole the yellow heart. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get into Katie. Shall we shall we unload on some of what I've discovered about Katie in the last yeah. week? Talk to me about Katie. So she's whining to the camera, face full of paint, about, oh, I really wanted some time with Matt. Uh, I feel you know, down the dumps. Thanks to some super fans that have done some de- detective work. We know her Twitter page is called Venting with Katie, and the background picture is a microphone. So clearly, Katie has got a budding podcast in the works, and she this all explains the vibrator gag uh, to get some notoriety right off the bat, get a bunch of followers that she can steer towards Twitter. And yeah, she's not looking to go back and be a bank manager. She again. is not. Like, yeah, she has probably quit that gig. Uh, proactively because there's no way she can go back and be a customer facing manager after she is known as the vibrator girl from this season. Wasn't she a bank marketing manager? Marketing relationship, something like that. I feel like like it was marketing maybe. So uh, she may not have been facing, but either way, I don't think she has any intention of going back to corporate America. I think she wants to. No, she wants to be self-employed with a podcast entertainment because she has a TikTok video that I have not seen, but I've heard about it, about her where she is detailing an event where she essentially shit her own pants. And in, in Katie fashion, she made a very humorous take on it, and it went – it caught fire, right? went viral. So she's already an internet sensation. She's trying to capitalize it, capitalize on that with some – some FaceTime on the show. Did she say capitalize? Did she try to capitalize, <laughs> capitalize like on it? <laughs> Which would have been the we'll perfect. Let's go with that. Good play yeah. on words. Yeah. But, but you know, I, maybe maybe you don't want to capitalize on that until after you've snagged a forever guy. Yeah, but after knowing all this, I can't take her seriously. If this is all contrived drama to get screen time, I think she's beautiful. I think she's got a lovely smile and, and a real pretty face and I may take a, a flyer on her podcast one day just to see what it's like and see how many F-bombs she drops. But I can't take her seriously in this competition for Matt's heart. Like, she is no, and I don't think he disqualified herself. Now, shall we get to the night portion of the group date? Yeah, let's do it. So now Lauren, this is our corporate attorney. I think she lives in Florida. She goes. Oh, wait, so pause oh. one second. Before we get into the night portion, can we just talk about all the fucking tears by the oh, ones geez. who did not make it to the night yeah. portion. And they yeah. all went back to the house and they're full of paint and they're in these fucking wedding dresses and they're all just a boohooing. Like, can you just, I, this is the literally like the first week. Okay. <laughs> you have got to calm the fuck down. It is going to get way worse. Anyway, I just had to, that was just my little beef on that. So much whininess. Yeah. But, but uh, flashback to the drama with Victoria, because you said the first few weeks or first week, there was some sort of arrogance on the part of Anna and I think Rachel of, yeah, that Victoria's going to get annoying over the next few weeks. Like, are you sure you're going to be there the next few weeks, right? You don't right, just assume you're going right. to move on round after round after round. Don't assume that. 
Yeah, there, it goes both ways, right? Yeah, you're right. Rachel had tears. Katie had some tears. And some other yellow team were boo. Yeah, boo-hoo, whatever. Come on. It goes that way. Yeah. Um, so Lauren, get back to Lauren. Lauren immediately, when Matt asked her, what are you looking for in, in relationship in a man? She wants a man of faith. And she wants loyal, forgiving, kind. And Matt immediately confirms his Christianity and also tells us that Lauren went to Carolina, which I assume she's a Tar Heel. So we've got some Wake Forest UNC rivalry action going on here. So that's pretty cool. But clearly, Matt uh, Matt likes Lauren. I think Lauren yeah. is maybe, did you maybe catch top when five. He, did you catch when he told her that she was beautiful and smart and she just shook her head yes? Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I loved exactly. it. I loved it. She's confident. I, I feel like their relationship is reminiscent of something that would actually happen in real life. Like I know they're meeting on this reality show and I know that this is all, you know, partially scripted and it's, it's forced in a lot of ways, but considering that they've got, they've got to know some of the same people. Yeah. For real. Just from college and things like that. And networking. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it feels the most like a kind of relationship that could actually have hatched in real life. So that was nice to see. And again, another conversation that wasn't peppered with likes and you knows and things like that. Very refreshing. Very refreshing to hear two adults talking like adults. Yes. All right. Let's talk about Jacinia. So she's cute. She's bubbly. She's very smiley. But I am leery of any ex-pageant girl because they have the, the right manufactured answers all queued up in their minds, right? Of this type of question, I go to this answer. Yeah. And it seemed very World robotic. <laughs> exactly. Yes. World peace. I think education solves everything, yeah, yeah. right? More oh, yeah. love, yeah. less judgment. Like they don't have an original thought in their head. Is no, this, not at all. Is it's just a, if they got 10 pre-scripted answers to any question, they just go and pull the right one out and throw it out there. So, she seems fake. She's cute as a button, but she seems you know fake. Who she reminds me of Tia Carrere. She was the the. I remember the chick her. on Wayne's World. Wayne's World, yes. Yeah, like I just keep waiting for Jacinia to like bust out and start singing like ballroom blitz or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, now we get to Victoria, and this is where this so so many likes in her conversation. It's not really a conversation; it's just rambling. Just it's babbling. also that nasally kind of. Oh, it's horrible. And, yeah, and uh, and it's it. There's a whiny quality to her voice, even. And I don't know if it's because she is just whiny, and that's how she sounds, or if if she has more of a nasally intonation to her. I don't know what the deal is, but I can tell you this: it is like nails on a fucking chalkboard. It's it, it's annoying because not only what what she's saying was stupid, but she couldn't stop playing with her hair. Now I get it. Yeah. Flirting when it's flirting, sometimes a woman will lightly touch her hair as a. This okay, was I, not I, that. This was no, like this was I don't know what to fidgeting. do with my hands. Yeah, I was yeah. fidgeting. Get, yeah. Bad. And so I I thought Matt was so bored when he said, "Could I take you back upstairs?" Like I thought he was trying. Okay. I'm going to escape this one-on-one conversation and not have to make out with her. But no, 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 no. Victoria would not let this go. This exchange would not end without some make out. And so she forces the issue by saying, can I get a kiss from you? 
Oh, my God. You shouldn't have to ask. Yeah, it's bad. You have to ask. It's bad. Yeah, the the answer is no. Take that as a sign. Oh, my gosh. She's so so tone deaf. So tone deaf. Matt is clearly a people pleaser. And he obliges. And it was just kind of just uh, this cringy, gross makeup. So cringy. Oh, my God. You know what it reminded me of? Joe Rogan used to host that show Fear Factor and they'd make them eat all kinds of gross shit. Like, that's all I could think of was that this was some sort of Fear Factor stunt here. You have to make up with this. You have to make out with this girl. Yeah, that was bad. Matt, like a true gentleman, pulls Lauren aside to give her the group date rose. And I half expected the cameras to flash back to Victoria to say something like this. I share a lot of personal info. It was a rigged group date. I won the rose by a lot. Stop the steal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recount. Yes. Did yes. you see a little, a little Trump in her of oh, like being the victim? So much of it. So it was rigged. Much. I won the rose by a lot. Like he really wanted to give it to me. And you yeah. know it's true. You all know he wanted to give it to me. That's how this night, uh, this group date ends at the night portion. And now we have a date card for Sarah. The sky is the limit for us, which ends up being a plane ride in some rickety, like, World War II-looking... Oh, I can tell you right now, propeller. my ass would have kept two feet on the ground. Sorry, Absolutely. Matt. You're hot. Like, you got abs. You got that sweet chocolate skin. Have fun in that plane. My ass is staying down here. How many, like, release of liability waivers did she have to sign? Both of oh, them have to sign to into that plane. Because, uh-uh. like... Yeah, and it's not, they just did, like, loops around the resort. They didn't, like, go anywhere. Well, and, like, like, flying hey. low enough where the girls can actually see them waving down at them. Yeah. Yeah, that's too low for a, an emergency Ooh. crash landing, right? They couldn't cruise yeah. coast somewhere to a runway. Anyway. It, I'd have been sitting, I'd have been Katie. I'd have been shitting my pants. So after the plane ride, I would, I would tell like, oh, I'm not getting that. Hell no. Uh, they go to the, the we, we walk in the woods. And there's this random unmanned fire just burning by itself with a sofa and some blankets and, of course, a camera crew nearby. All very flammable things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like, this is, does anybody have a Smokey fire the bear disapproves I know, I know, of the state. <laughs> the forestry service is like, what the hell are you guys doing? Anyway, so now we get the conversation part. And it begins the normal, typical way. Family is everything to me. We hear that from everybody on every season. And we're, we're kind of I'm kind of eye rolling going, all right, so Sarah's hella close to their parents. There's no specifics, but clearly she's holding something back. And Matt probes for more information because, hey, it's a one-on-one date. It's time to get vulnerable. It takes until the night portion, the dinner portion of the date, to really get into uh, what the story is behind Sarah's dad and his health. And this goes way sad very quickly. Um, You know, we find out that Sarah's dad has ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, which is just a horrible, horrible illness that makes your body just physically shut down over time. And she said that she quit her job doing the, you know, the TV journalism to be a caregiver to her dad. So we're like, oh, my gosh, Sarah's, Sarah's a saint. She's a very good person, very selfless, uh, very caring. And now we're all wondering, like, why, why go on the show, right? Because this is this could be up to, like, six, eight weeks away from your dad. And, of course, I'm sure she lined up some 
24-hour caregiving uh, in her absence. But, you know, she answers that her dad wanted her to go on the show to find love. And now you're like, well, got to give her the rose now. Like, there's no way she's not yeah, getting Yeah, close. you can't send her home after that. Hell no. Especially That's like, after you, like, kept Victoria around and kissed her yeah, when you didn't her want talk to. About you got to, yeah. What do you think is her angle then? Why, why go on a show like this if your dad, I mean, you don't know when your dad's going to pass, right? This is a degenerative disease. She said uh, two to five I, years. We don't know when. I, I, gotta I, just say, said, I don't know. I This reads, I, I will not go as far as to say that Sarah's making it up. Okay. I do truly believe that her dad has ALS. I do truly believe that she left her job to be his caregiver. I do truly believe that deep down in her heart, she loves her family and she is invested in his care. I, I think to go as far as to be like, my dad wanted me to come and find love on The Bachelor. I'm going to tell you a little secret about dads. There is no such thing as a dad <laughs> who wants his daughter to go and try to find love on a national syndicated reality TV show. Unless that dad is some sort of like stage manager type like Jessica Simpson's dad. OK, yes. Normal dads don't want their daughters to go and find love this way. I don't know if I'm buying what she's selling from that angle. I think that there is literally only one way that you tell this story and you don't come out of it looking like you bailed to get some fame. Yeah. And that's to say that your dad insisted that you go. And so as I am skeptical and leery about Sarah, and, and I don't know if it's because of the teasers that we've been shown that show some drama with her. And then, you know, we, we saw, and I won't skip ahead, but we did see some drama with her at the end of the episode I, I'm. I don't know that Matt will ever see it. I, I, but I do think that there's definitely some fame whorishness that is that is maybe skirting around the edges of Sarah's I personality. I agree. And yeah. so everything everything is verifiable via pictures, social media, family, close friends that her dad does in fact have ALS. And look no. here, it, at the end of the day, it's her decision. And I'm not, it's not for me to say, oh, you should have stayed home with your dad. Would I, I mean, when my grandfather was sick with cancer and I was helping to take care of him, would I have left for an extended period of time for any reason whatsoever? No, hands down, absolutely not. I don't care if it was like, go on the show and win a million dollars. No, sorry, I'm not leaving. Because when it's all over with, you don't get that time back. And Agreed. I can't imagine a scenario where you leave your dad not knowing if, if I mean, is he going to still be there when you get back? Exactly. And she said she, he was diagnosed when she was in college. And I think she's like 26 now, 25, yeah, I mean, 26. This is, so this isn't a new thing. Yeah. We're on the back end of that, that two to five year, the amount of time to live post ALS confirmation. I think. She has all of her chips down on using this platform, this show, to become an Instagram influencer so she can make money from home while caring for her dad. You know, it doesn't take much time yeah, to I, post a video with some product placement or, yeah, you know, do some right. kind of catchy thing. And, and I think this is her angle. Like, I'm hot. I've got a following in San Diego from my my TV journalism days. 
if I go on The Bachelor, I can get more followers and be able to do something to make money while self-employed and not having to leave the house. So I think, I think you're right. But I also altruistic- think that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're on the right track. But I also think, you know, being that she was a TV journalist, we all know how quickly someone can fade from the spotlight. You know, you don't stay okay. you don't stay in front of the camera and people forget about you real damn fast. And so I also think that if she did quit her career, it's it's hard to get back started. But but look, look at this from Matt's angle. Right. She's pretty much saying I am not ready for a long term relationship because I have to, I'm anchored to my dad until he passes. So I can't is give you though? all of me. I think she is. I mean, because she's there. I know, but that could be a temporary arrangement. You know what I mean? Like that. And something's not checking out. Yeah, there's something weird about this whole scenario, and I I think that, you know, she could be looking ahead, like, hey, so I'm, you know, I've left my career. It's it's really hard. I I know this personally. It's hard once you've left a career and and years go by to try to get back into it and and break back in, and it's especially harder when there's television involved. And so this is a way that, you know, she's back in front of a camera. She's getting some exposure. So she's got options. She can do the Instagram influencer thing. She can go back to, you know, possibly some sort of journalism, having had this exposure on national television. You know, I think she's she's kind of working several angles here. Like, hey, uh, you know, but I don't see it from a standpoint of I don't, I'm not ready for a real long-term relationship. I mean, I would think that was Matt. I would think that I'd be like, okay, red alert. If I propose, she can't just up and move to New York. Right. Right. But I think also he, you know, we've all, we can uh, not to sound, this is going to sound terrible, but but, you know, we also, I mean, we also know that her dad's days are numbered. I mean, this isn't like, agreed. You know, is this going to be, is this not a situation he's going to live another 20 years and she's going to be tied to his bedside the whole time? I mean, there's a, there's a, a finite end to, to that portion of her life. But one final note they'll move on to in the date is it's hard enough for these strangers to meet on a show, get engaged and make it work without complications like this one, the, the nature of a, a parent with a terminal illness that she oh, yeah. has 100%. said, I'm a caregiver. Like it's hard enough for just two healthy people with healthy families to go make this thing work. Uh, the odds Dude, are against it's them, hard so. to be a caregiver when you're in an established relationship. Yeah, like, shit. I've been married for 13 just... years and it, it took a toll on our marriage when I was because it's all you can do. And you end up so emotionally drained and exhausted that it, it makes it very difficult to. Right. You know, to be able to give anything to a relationship other than the one where you're the caregiver. Yep. Yep. Absolutely right. So. We will see how this plays out. It looks like Sarah is around for at least a week or two more based on the teasers and the trailers of the, the yeah. remaining, yeah. remaining episodes. I see episodes. her going, going fairly far in this. I thing. think so, too. I think she's definitely going to be, like, top six. So, yeah. hyper quick change into a bikini and then into the hot tub for a little makeout session. So, this is a good date for them. They got kind of three phases to it, right? The... Flying a plane, actually four, hanging out in the woods, having dinner, and then making out in the hot tub. So good for them. They're on a good track. And now we go to 
gets towards a course, of course. So that's a uh, given. Like, we, yeah. we knew right yeah. right when she laid out the ALS story, like, okay, well, she's getting a rose yeah, no matter here, what. Just go ahead and take this. <laughs> just go ahead and take it. Just like, just, just, yeah, give her the bye to the finals uh, of the night. So, uh, rose ceremony night. Here we get reintroduced to Abigail. Abigail, who got the first impression rose on the opening night. Haven't seen much of her this entire episode. You feel like she's lost a little ground because other women have had one-on-ones and group date roses and feel like she's got to get back in the race a little bit, get some exposure. So it's good that they reconnected. Clearly, he likes her. He couldn't keep like from stroking her thigh and using his thumb to kind of, you know, play with her knee. So he's into her still. What did you think uh, about? Yeah, Abigail's on a good she's in a good track. Good, Good place right now. Marilyn comes in shaky voice bad posture just comes in from a place of like uncertainty kind of weakness and then like she practically had tears in her eyes and she's like i just i don't know if you like like me or like oh my god that was you know it was I, i i went through all the different stages of feelings about Marilyn during this thing. When she started yeah. out, I was like, oh, my God, go home. So, you know, it just doesn't seem like a fun girl to be around when you come in like that. But Matt surprises oh. everybody, whips out an orchid because he heard that or he remembered that that was her favorite flower. See, like producers had a hand in this. Just whips it out from behind the couch that they were in. Like, really? It's that staged? And totally blows her mind. She's on cloud nine. Oh, my God, he does. He does my favorite flowers. And so she's happy. She's going back and bragging to the to the, the girl pack what's going on. And now we get to Queen. Queenie, the attention's on her. She She's feeling a toxic environment with Marilyn. And okay, but before, can we just talk about what fresh hell that was that she was wearing? Oh, that poofy sleeve. What the was that it had like drawstrings coming in all angles and lots of ruching and big sleeves and some strange like the kind of pattern that you see on like a baby girl onesie i don't know what the fuck that was and then of course the black bra coming out of the top coming out in the back coming out under the boobs i mean it was there was so many things wrong with what she was wearing that i don't even know that we have time for me to unpack it all it was atrocious. Yeah, it was bad. A Beyond. horrible wardrobe selection, top to bottom. And not going to stop her, though. She's feeling confident. She's feeling big. And she's ready to go rat Marilyn out to Matt. Ready to, This is the first rat job, right? Using one-on-one time to talk trash about other so contestants. So soon this season. So soon. Right away. This might be a record for trash talking. This is what she details to Matt, that Marilyn cries to manipulate. She's toxic. All the while, dude, her T-zone is going crazy as this night goes on. Oh, she was so oily. So oily. By the way, audience, yes, I'm a straight man. I know what a T-zone is. But she does need to, like, (laughs) go to the bathroom, powder up a little bit. Like, less shine, people. It's high-def cameras. Come on. But also, I mean, she really does need some help in the makeup department. Like, my 13-year-old can watch a video on YouTube and learn how to do her own makeup. It's not like you need someone to teach you. It's not like you need someone to do it for you. You just have to actually try to learn. I mean, this but, was awful. Yeah. 
ultra glare. There are women who can go through with with very little makeup. MJ is one of those women. You can she can look natural and it's fine. You need some contouring, Victoria. (laughs) You need contouring. You need like the the works. So no sooner than Victoria rats out Marilyn to Matt, she goes to the girl pack and rats out Marilyn to her to them, I should say. Right. So trash Marilyn to the to the lead and then trash Marilyn to the rest of the girls. So she is leaving no bodies on, uh, you know, left behind going all out war. And so now we've got Victoria and Marilyn where Marilyn wants to pull Victoria outside to have a word. Right. Lady to lady. Do it. Do it. Um, you know, isolate in isolation privately. And Victoria refuses. So the girls take. Thankfully, they take the cue and leave the room, right? We'll give you guys the room. So they exit, and there's a whole fiasco about where should we sit, which is completely stupid, right? Does it matter? Oh, that was that was ridiculous. Well, I mean, <laughs> first of all, I kind of wanted Marilyn to be like, no, y'all stay. I, I want witnesses to this conversation, you know? Right. And, and But they left, and then it was, okay, can you know, I'm going to sit here. No, don't sit there. Okay, no. well, can I sit here? No, I, I fine, you can sit there, but then I'm going to sit over here because I don't want to sit by you. Oh, my fucking God. Like, Are not, you a fucking to... toddler? Oh, it's horrible. It was bad. The the, the ultimate so one-liner from this conversation is, we're like oil and vinegar. Oh, <laughs> uh, I had to pause it. I'm like, that's fucking salad dressing, you dumb idiot. Exactly. Okay? Mixes very uh, well. Tastes good You look like too. you have oil and vinegar all over your damn face. Yeah, well, by this point, like these bags are forming under Victoria's yes. eyes, especially her, like, her, her left eye. Yeah. Oh, it's, it was horrible. Like she looked like she aged five years in like two hours. Yeah. Bad. Like you mentioned on opening night, she gets worse and worse as the night progresses. Yep. So yeah, that like was you, a like very. You meet a girl and you're drunk and she's really pretty. And then as you start to sober up, you realize that she's not as pretty as you thought. For reals. When the alcohol wears off. <laughs> yeah. You're so, sobering up and you're like, <laughs> Apparently the, 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 the cardinal sin that Marilyn committed, according to Victoria, was that she said, quote, like, I want to pick your brain and find out how you think. I think I'm paraphrasing that a little bit, not quoting. But though, I guess the pick your brain was very offensive to Victoria. Dude, we say that in business settings all the time, right? A mentor. I mean, it's just a saying. Yeah, it's like, hey, can I I pick your brain and figure out? I want to know your thought process. Like, that's like not an offensive term at all. Well, but can we also note that in the process of Victoria telling Matt, basically ratting out Marilyn, she never gave any concrete examples of anything that Marilyn did to her. She just kept saying over and over again, she's just toxic. She's right. just toxic. Oh, yeah. And so and you know, it kind of aggravated me that Matt wasn't like, can you tell me more specifically what she did to you to, to make you think that she is toxic? Because, I mean, at some point, you're just you're not saying anything. Yeah. Just gaslighting. That's all she was. She was gaslighting with nothing concrete to come with. Yeah, that exchange was just not productive at all. And I skip right over Marilyn talking with Matt because Matt plucks her, gets her aside. He knows he's in a she said, she said situation. And I think he he storms off, probably go to the producer van to say, hey, you got any footage on these two that I could watch so I can see what happened? I think that's where he went. 
is to uh, get some. You know, I gotta say, evidence. I really did feel bad for Marilyn. I mean, she knew. Know, she knew in that oh, moment yeah. that it's her word against hers, and that there's nothing she can do or say to prove that she didn't do anything wrong, and she didn't do anything wrong. I yep. mean, of all the people that you're gonna pick on, she's probably the 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 least the most defenseless, I guess. I don't know. I felt bad for her. And it looked like, was that Abigail that was comforting her? Yes. Okay. Yeah. A little hug there. Poor, poor yeah. Marilyn. But Abigail's sweet. All right. Should we get to the roses? Sure. All right. Roses. Or at least the beginning to, of them. Well, cause essentially once, once the one-on-one with, with Matt and uh, Marilyn was done, that was the end of the, the cocktail hour in all intents and purposes. Right. Cause Matt disappears. There's there is no more one on one time with anybody until the roses. Yeah. So Chris Harrison and then comes in. Chris shows up. Yeah. yeah. It, and of course we have the same thing that we often get where so many of them didn't get to have time with him because of yeah. the drama from, from the others. Boo hoo. All right, it happens. Roses go to Piper, Kit, Maggie, Rachel, who looked banging that night. Abigail, Chelsea, Jacinia, Katie. Serena C, and this is where it goes off the tracks in that Sarah kind of stumbles off the platform and Bree, who is next to her, notices it because obviously the two girls already have roses are put together in the back because they're not really part of this. Um, so the two girls that have roses and are secure due to one-on-one dates, they go off together and Bree's trying to like play medic and then motions for the real medics because Sarah is seeing stars, blacking out can't see straight that's kind of where we to be continued uh well we also see matt abandon his post and run over there oh of course yeah 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 sarah, hey, sarah sarah are you okay yeah, are you check good? on it yeah check on his girl yeah check on his girl uh but that's the where i saw the guy in. that i think was the referee ah i'll watch that again and confirm that yeah, yeah that's I'm good sure that was the referee. good catch but, you know, this whole, like, we don't know who gets roses is some of it's answered with the teaser that immediately follows the To Be Continued moniker because clearly Anna gets a rose, which pissed me off because she's there. Uh, NJ gets a rose because she's there. Kylie gets a rose. I saw her. I'm a little nervous. I didn't see Madi in any of the promo Uh-oh. teasers. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> so she's on a chopping block. Uh, I'm a little disappointed she didn't get to move on. At least, get, at least get a swimsuit. Like get a get a hot tub scene or something. Give me oh, something. Go look at her Instagram. I'm sure there's plenty of that. Hell yeah! If you find out her handle, let me know, please. Oh, um, I saw it. I saw it the other day. I'll find it and send it to you. So you. yeah, I, you're most welcome. Um, so yeah, I, I will say that I am super duper pleased that ABC seems to be sticking with the the normal format. Like, dear Lord, baby Jesus, please let that (laughs) continue to be the case for the rest of the season. I feel like all is right in the world again now that we're on track and rose ceremonies are happening at the end of the episode as they should. So that was uh, that was another positive in addition to the fact that the dates seem to be more uh, in line with with what we come to expect. Yes, normalcy has returned, and with the conclusion of the college football season, we won't have any more conflicts between watching football or watching The Bachelor on Monday night. So another roadblock has been removed for us to, you know, us to thoroughly immerse ourselves in Bachelor drama, 
with no other you know sidebar distraction. So that's good. Getting more normal that way too. The the formula. Let's please stick with ending a show with a concluded rose ceremony, please. I get this yeah, one's kind of wacky. I get why we, yeah, I get why we had to be to be continued. Medical, but right. it's going to be a real quick finish first thing next Monday, and then we'll I think we'll be able to stay on track. I hope though. I hate, I hate it when they get skewed because usually when they get skewed, it's hard I know, to get it's making me nervous. Because Atasha's season, it was like, oh crap. Oh, we didn't get a I finished growth ceremony. Never reasons. could it's get gonna, back on track. Then. No, it never got aligned again until at like, the very end. So yuck. Let's not do that, please. All right. Uh, anything else you want to state before we uh, conclude? No, I think we've we've laid it all out here. Uh, thanks to our loyal listeners, as always. Oh, shout out, happy birthday to Robin in Canada, one of our very loyal listeners. Had a birthday last week, so uh, yay. Oh, Robin and uh, thanks guys for tuning in week after week we enjoy chatting with y'all and uh, find us on social media yeah we're always dropping the latest bachelor news updates no spoilers just news on the uh, Facebook page fantasy sweet pillow talk you can find us on Instagram and Twitter FS pillow talk thanks so much for the continued support please consider sharing the pod with a fellow bachelor nation friend and until next week stay safe mask up and enjoy y'all we'll see y'all next week see ya bye